Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Belisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Hello, and welcome to the Belisario College of Communications Conversations podcast. My name is Erin Kniff, and I'm a 2010 grad of the College of Communications with degrees in journalism and international politics. And here with me today is a fellow 2010 College of Communications graduate and a good friend of mine, Erin Peterman. Hi, Erin. Hi. Thank you for your willingness to chat with me today. Um, Do you mind telling me a little bit about yourself and your experience with the College of Communications and what you've been up to professionally since graduating in 2010? Absolutely. So I sort of fell into the College of Communications. Uh, when I started at Penn State, I was uh, I hadn't declared a major and I stayed that way until two years in when um, you, they sort of demanded that you, you choose something, <laughs> you choose a path. And then I chose psychology, which uh, lasted all of two semesters, I think. <laughs> because I didn't want to jump right into grad school. Um, So then I just went towards English and journalism. And now I have uh, two bachelors, a bachelor's in English and a bachelor's in journalism. And uh, since college, I have uh, had a pretty similar trajectory. I started in publishing and then I very quickly pivoted out of that. uh, When I just (laughs) basically figured out that it wasn't as glamorous as it is in the movies. And now I've worked in external and internal communications for universities since then. I've sort of been um, jumping a little bit, uh, but now I'm in an internal communications role for uh, New York City University. Okay, that is awesome. Um, I feel like we all go on different paths when we're finding out, you know, what we want to major in and then what we want to do professionally. I feel like that's an important message for recent grads especially. Um, but it sounds like you have had a lot of different communications roles within your professional career, um, which is why I thought you'd be the perfect person to discuss today's topic, which is different managerial styles and how to deal with difficult managers, which I imagine you have some experience with. I do. <laughs> I think uh, I've had them and I've been one. Um, yeah. It just it all depends on personalities. Yeah, and because you've had a variety of roles, you've had to deal with different managers. And I was also going to say you yourself have moved into that managerial role. And so that's really what I wanted to focus on in today's podcast. Um, because you and I, we've been out of college for 10 years next year, which is crazy. Um, so we have some experience with this. But for recent grads and those that are new to the professional world, I think dealing with different managerial styles or responding to a difficult manager or even knowing how to give feedback to someone senior to you, that can be a completely foreign topic. And I know that I would have loved to have some guidance on that when I was just starting out professionally because I feel like I'm only now starting to hit my stride when it comes to giving feedback and pushing back on someone that's senior to me. Um, so that's really what I wanted to talk to you about today, since you have a lot of experience with this area. Um, so let's just get into it. So first off, what 
managerial styles do you prefer to see in a manager? So I really prefer my managers to approach me in a, a team mentality. Um, so I know that they, they're different, uh, people define them in different ways, right? So you can put a name to it, transactional, servant leadership, um, and all of the others. Um, but really, I like managers who um, sort of are more mentors to me. They teach me everything they know, and they um, give me sort of uh, a wide berth to go and be innovative and think creatively um, and just go in my own path. Um, I find that I'm far more productive um, that way, and what I produce is far better in quality. Do you think that you preferred that type of managerial style like as soon as you started out when you were a young professional? I'm just wondering because I feel like when I was a young professional, I wanted more direction. So I'm just wondering, have you grown into liking that style or do you think you've always preferred that? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. I think um, I'm much the same. So I was so nervous when I first graduated. Um, I just wanted to be told when to do things and how to do them. Um, yeah, you want to be told like when to take a break and like when to go away from your desk because you don't know what to do. Absolutely. But I think that uh, that's really necessary, right? Yeah. So you need that time and experience uh, and you need to transfer that on to the next generation so that you can sort of uh, have the space to think creatively. Um, but yeah. I was sort of scared of my own shadow when I first graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we all were. And I feel like that's very common. Um, so do you think preferring now in your professional career, you prefer to kind of be on your own and have the ability to think creatively without, you know, managerial direction all the time. Do you think that that is based on your personality? Like, do you think there's something in you that prefers that? Yes, I think... Um, it's not that I've always had a problem with authority, um, but <laughs> I think I sort of rebelled a lot. Um, so this is perfect for me because it's not too, it's not like a dictatorship, right? I'm not constantly yeah. being told what to do. Um, so I think that that really works for me or else I'd rebel and it wouldn't be good for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Have you, so in the same vein, have you had a manager that utilized a different style that you did not prefer? Yeah, um, um, vividly. Um, I can remember a, a really recent, uh, a re <laughs> recent work situation. Uh, my former manager was uh, very much a dictator. Um, sit down, do this. Um, don't give feedback. Uh, don't give ideas. Any ideas I, I gave were um, were interpreted as his. Um, it was just a really, really hostile and negative work environment. Um, uh -huh. And I mean, it was it was tough. How, so how did you handle that situation? It sounds like you ultimately did switch roles, right? And left that situation. I did, yeah. Um, I didn't deal with it well. Um, yeah. I think it's really easy. Um, now that I'm looking back on it, it's 2020. But when you're in it, you sort of can't see clearly. And you, mm -hmm. um, I sort of took everything to heart. And um, all the, the negative critique, um, I think it really, really wore on me. Um, that it wasn't the best time. But I think I was really lucky and I would encourage anybody who's in a similar situation to find resources in other people. Um, so there was a really great group of uh, senior directors in my last office who were um, just a bunch of boss females. Um, <laughs> and they were they had a, 
I would sit in and explain situations and they would tell me how to proceed um, and it was just they would listen and they would provide feedback um, and it, it was like nothing I was experiencing was new to them and it was genuinely like they cared and they were mentors and um, I think they were partly shrinks <laughs> depending <laughs> on the day um, yeah. but yeah I think uh, finding other resources that you can utilize if you're in a toxic work situation like that is uh, that's really going to be your your saving grace and then ultimately if, if nothing can change you sort of just have to leave yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. I know in my company I work for now, it's mandatory that we have a mentor and the mentor is supposed to be someone very much outside of our day-to-day work. So they can be that unbiased third party. Um, and I had a similar situation in my one of my last roles, um, not my current one, but previous one, where I had a manager that was very authoritarian and, and just... But when you like you said, when you're in it, I don't think you always recognize like how crazy it is or how this isn't the norm. And so I totally agree with you when you have that outside mentor that can you can talk to freely and you can get their feedback. It's so helpful to realize like, okay, maybe this isn't how all work situations are and really help you, um, you know, get ideas of how to give feedback and how to handle certain situations. So I think that's a really smart way to look at it. I agree. And is your company, is your mentor on your same level or are they uh, more senior to you? The one I have now is um, pretty senior to me and she's actually in a completely different arena than I work in. She's actually in software development. Um, So completely outside of what I do, but she is such a great sounding board and so willing to just give advice about any aspect of my career, whether it's a day-to-day situation, you know, I'm having a difficult time with an employee or just, a, you know, career trajectory, like where I'm going next, what I see as, you know, my next move. And so I have found that to be very useful to find someone that's very outside of what I do professionally um, to just act as that unbiased third party. That's great. And I think having somebody who, so then you're not afraid to approach people in senior senior positions, because exactly. I think that that's another hang up too. You're mm-hmm. sort of, I think at, uh, at some places people are, um, the hierarchy scheme, um, mm-hmm. it, it really deters people from speaking up or um, seeking outside mentors because you're afraid to approach people at a senior level. But I think that this your program at your work currently really breaks down those barriers immediately, which is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I should tell my company. Good you job. should. <laughs> no, that is one thing I actually do really like. So I'm glad you brought up mentorship and having those resources. Um, you yourself, so you have moved into being a manager, you know, as you become more senior in your role. Do you find that there is a style that you like to use as a manager? Um, so previously I was in, um, I was, I did have, I managed a a team of interns. Um, Mm -hmm. currently I don't have any men, but I am hiring for Mm -hmm. a student. Um, but yeah, um, I sort of, I like to manage the way that I like to be managed. Mm -hmm. So I like to try to be a mentor. Um, I don't know that I can necessarily say that I am, um, but I like to train people. I want them to know everything that I know because I want to know how to do their jobs and I think that they should know how to do my job. Um, and I I just find that that's been um, the best thing that I can do because it's a, it's a transfer of knowledge and 
ultimately everybody's better. Um, I want to train people who are better than I am. Um, selfishly, that makes me look fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's really important that they, um, they learn everything that I'm doing and they, they bypass me. I think it's a lot like, it's what we talk about, um, like your younger sister, she sees everything that you're doing and then she does it better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, similar concept. Yeah. That's true with siblings, but also I get what you're saying um, about, you know, your employees being able to do everything you can do. Uh, that ultimately helps you in the long run. Um, I have a new employee on my team because I just had too much on my plate. And so I'm going through that process right now of training him and getting him, um, you know, read up on everything I am. But it's, you're right, completely selfish because I just want some additional help and someone that can do what I can do. Um But I think one of the biggest things, and you probably feel the same way that I encourage, is like asking me questions as much, as often as they want, because I feel like that is something that I know when I was a young employee, I think I was very hesitant to ask questions and you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. But I feel like it's important to recognize that your managers, especially as a new employee, you know, you're not expected to know all of this stuff. And so I think diving in and asking the questions and just being willing to learn is the most important thing in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's, I mean, you are, as a young employee, you're essentially a, a, a pair of eyes that haven't seen anything that we're working on, right? So if you had some sort of feedback for how we're doing something in a way that's not exactly the smartest, and you can think of other ways that would help us, that's fantastic. Um, I think that's exactly what I'm always looking for, right? Like I want, I just want to make my work as efficient as possible and I want to be as efficient as possible. And if there's somebody who, uh, who can say, you know, that's really silly, you're duplicating steps or you should consider doing it this way. Um, I don't know, I think that outside perspective is extremely beneficial and ask those questions and break down the, the processes and yeah. Have you had employees um, as that you've managed not agree with your style of management? Like, have you had conversations about, you know, maybe while, you know, it's the type of management you prefer, it doesn't work for someone else? Um, in terms of uh, the people that I've managed or yes. the people who've yes. managed me? Um, yes. Um, yes, sort of. But... Um, not really, I suppose. Um, none that are um, exciting enough to mention here. Okay. <laughs> but what I'll about just, you? Yeah. No, I'll just have that removed. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no, don't worry. It's fine. Uh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to start again. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that your the managerial style you prefer now might not have been what you preferred when you were young younger or when you first started out in your career so mm-hmm. would you say that you've seen the managerial style you prefer just evolve over your career yeah i would um i think it's like everything else um mm-hmm. you need to adapt and change um and as i become a bit more proficient in in certain ways. I need different things for my manager. Um, and I think it's really important that uh, while I'm growing and adapting, so is my manager. Um, so I need somebody who can uh, move with me. That's a good point. 
do so with your managers do you have regular and sorry i'm talking about you as an employee do you have regular check-ins with your managers do you find that that's helpful i do yeah um i sit down with my boss every currently every week every monday Mm -hmm. uh in the afternoon and that's sort of a, a download of of information. It's mostly me <laughs> uh, downloading information to him, just telling him everything that I'm working on and how those pieces fit in with the larger puzzle of the team. Um, and I think it's really, really beneficial. Uh, so I, I have this tendency to, to take on too much, to bite off more than I can chew. If somebody asks me to do something, I will say, um, maybe not now, but it's never a no. And that's uh, <laughs> one of the chronic problems. So my manager is really good about asking a, what other things that I'm working on that I'm just not mentioning um, and either taking those off completely um, or just sort of looking to see how we can reprioritize the tasks that I have currently. So yeah, he's fantastic. That's awesome. It sounds like you have a very good manager now. Um, and I, so you sit down with your manager every week. I only sit down with mine once a month and like hearing you say that just triggers like I want to get a weekly meeting on the calendar with my manager because it sounds I'm very similar to you that I'm I don't say no. I say yes and then try to think about how I'm going to do it. Um, And so I think it would be super valuable to have more regular check ins with my manager just to stay in sync. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's something I would recommend to anyone starting out or, you know, even later in your career. And I feel like most people as they progress through your, their career, recognize the need for those regular check-ins with management um, because it really helps you to just get on the right track. You know, if you're moving off, you can get realigned and reprioritized, and like you said. So I think that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. And it took me a little while to, um, I don't know, maybe it's the confidence building thing because mm-hmm. starting out, I, I wasn't as confident as I am now. But I think it's um, – in the beginning, I would save all the questions I have for that Monday, that Monday meeting, or something similar, because I've always had a similar structure everywhere I've gone, and um, I've, I've like, you just can't do that, obviously, right? So those mm-hmm. meetings are really focusing on higher level projects yeah. um, instead of just the the need to know in the moment things. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really important to clarify and just figure out what those meetings are for and really get your main questions asked yeah, or answered, excuse me. Um, so you said that you've had a similar structure in all the places you've worked, but have you seen, like in the different places you've worked, have you seen a prominence of a certain managerial style based on the different places you've worked? What do you think about that? Um, I have, yeah. I, I honestly think it depends on on what function you're in. So I think with, I think communications is, has a tendency, and this obviously isn't anywhere, and it's a grand sweeping generalization, so it's not gonna, uh, this isn't gonna be the same everywhere, but I found that in the role of communications, everyone that I work with in this capacity, or everyone sort of orbiting my role, tends to be very open and creative and open to ideas and um, different, thoughts that you have on any given day, Um, but I do see that there are some functions that are just more rigid, right? So finance, um, you, it's all about process, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a little bit more buttoned up in a way that communications isn't. 
finance yeah. as an example. I'm sure there are others. I'm not picking on everybody. Who works <laughs> <in finance. laughs> no, I. That's funny you say that. So I, because I'm a communications consultant, so I actually don't work with communicators for the most part. I have, you know, my communications team at home, um, and I can go back to them and you know talk about creative, cool stuff. But I am a consultant for the government and the military, um, which is very rigid, <laughs> as you mentioned. So, you know, I feel like I have a very different experience where I'm trying to work with people who aren't communicators and try to be a little more creative and try to talk them into, you know, creative thinking ideas or being open to new forms of communication. So, yeah, that's a really good point that it's really based on the function you're working within. Yeah, I feel like you could tell some tales. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how oh, it yeah. is to try to bring new communication styles into a very rigid place yeah no that's a lot of um a lot of what I do and I've actually taken classes not on managerial styles but more of working with difficult clients because um, that's I'm not calling all my clients difficult but <laughs> they are not communicators you know so I'm not working in a team of communications professionals most of the time I'm working with people that are not used to that and so just figuring out the best way to communicate with non-communicators is a lot of what I've done um, and I feel like in the same way that you get with managers I, I feel like with clients I always finally get to that sweet spot after a certain amount of months where they trust me and they are open to my ideas, but it always takes time to figure out that other person's um, style of communicating and, you know, in this, in what we're talking about, style of management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very similar idea. Uh, but speaking of, so I mentioned that I had taken a class on difficult uh, or client relationship management, and that was through my company, it was yeah, recommended for me. Um, but I've also had to take uh, manager, not managerial styles, but people's working styles, classes on, you know, like Myers-Briggs personality tests and how to work with other types of people. Have you ever done classes like that or? Yeah. So it's not necessarily classes. Um, so I'm in, um, in the field that I'm in, we normally have retreats. It's pretty customary to have a huge company wide retreat at least oh, cool. once a year. Yeah. And every year we have, um, consultants. Um, come in and they'll normally give us some sort of test, uh, testing us to see how our, our personalities interact with each other and how we can interact better. Um, I don't know that I love them. I feel like yeah. they're, they're sort of a farce. Um, I think they're, it's a, it's a bit like astrology. Um, <laughs> you believe in it if you want to, but otherwise I think, um, I think I know myself better than a, a test could could know me uh, that's my own personal view of it I know other people would disagree but that's sort of how I feel about them yeah no I agree with you and I only brought it up because I feel like it is you know in a lot of bigger companies and mine included um, it's recommended to take these type of classes but I, I agree with you that I feel like you do know more about yourself and really I think the only thing the test validated for me is okay like I'm an extrovert okay great um, and I don't know that it helps you at all in figuring out how to work with another employee or a manager. I think, you know, it's more important to really get to know that person and have upfront conversations with that person about how they prefer to manage or, you know, what they expect of you as their employee as far as regular check-ins or due dates or things like that. So I agree with you that 
I think those are emphasized in some places, but I've found more value in those real face-to-face conversations um, and just getting to know the other person. It yeah. sounds like you have too. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my old colleagues and I have this, uh, it was a running joke that actually turned pretty serious. Uh, we always used to say that the, the best thing for our, for our old office would have been a mediator. Because that would have solved so many issues quicker. And we just had uh, some completely unbiased person sit down and you would say both sides. And then you would come to a a resolution and then move on from there. Um, I think we would have been a much more productive office. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a good point. And I think that goes back to having that third party, even if they're not mediating like a conversation. Right. Like having someone that's unbiased and they can even present another person's side for you that you might not have been thinking of. And so, yeah, yeah, I I think having unbiased opinions is a huge part of successful communication and communication with managers specifically. Yeah, I think we just discovered a a brand new major that Penn State can launch. (laughs) You're welcome, Penn State. Yeah, yeah, in the same vein, um, I think and you'll, you probably agree, but a big part of adapting to different styles, and we just discussed this, but is giving and receiving feedback. Um, have you ever, like, received, well, I'm sure you have, as have I, but I'm, I'm assuming you've received negative feedback before, and, like, if so, how do you go about handling that? And on the same token, as a manager, do you have a strategy for providing negative feedback? Because it's, you know, it's a part of every professional's career, like negative feedback. You're going to get it. You're going to give it. Like, how do you approach that situation? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, I've gotten negative feedback. Um, I've alluded to the fact that my, one of my previous work situations wasn't ideal. Um, I, I mean, it was, um, I was talked down to quite a bit, um, and none of it was constructive, right? So it was all just a jabs really and insults um so that obviously wasn't very effective um i think that feedback is um is is something that's incredibly necessary uh in terms of how i like to give feedback i think i don't find it to be very useful to save up all of your feedback until an end of the year review right so that's Uh normally how companies do it i find it to be more beneficial on a project by project basis so you did a really great job on this next time i think it might be better if you did this and when you are giving negative feedback i don't think it necessarily has to be negative i think it just has to be constructive Uh because at the end of the day you're not really trying to rip anybody down you're trying to make them better you want to ultimately make them better for you and for them so i think it's all about changing the the narrative and just saying um you know we were both in it together because you would be working right alongside this person um but maybe in the future you could do it a different way and i think that that's ultimately more constructive to both of you yeah that's that's really good advice and i like when you said about um saving feedback till the end of the year Um, my company when i first started that was the format it was at the end of the year, I had to put together like a 15 page assessment of myself and it took so long and it was horrible and cumbersome. Um, and since then, my company has actually moved into a monthly pulse check. And at the end of the year, all those pulse checks add up to your assessment. Um, so I think the way it has gone has become so much better. And it sounds like you've had that experience as well, um, that it's so much 
more productive to get feedback more often. Um, and I like how you said that it's, you know, it's more about us being in it together and how can we improve each time rather than a manager telling you this was wrong, telling you let's improve and let's together do better next time. And I think right. that's, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, um, so I don't think, I think when people say feedback, they're always sort of imagining that it's coming from a managerial position to mm-hmm. somebody who they're over, but I think it's really important to give it both ways. Yeah. So one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons that I, I really like my role and my manager is because we'll sit in a meeting and afterwards he'll say, how do you think I did during that presentation? Um, which always sort of catches me off guard um, because I think that's a different communication strategy too, because you have to really constructively tell your manager um, how they did, um, but um, I think you should you should always know that you um, you work in a place in an environment where you feel comfortable giving honest feedback to managers and to anybody that you're managing um, because it's important for them to grow along with you. Yeah, that's funny you say that. While you were talking about how you know you have a manager who's great and he asks you how he did in meetings, I was thinking about a recent experience I had with my manager where he was briefing um, some slides that I put together uh, just based on the audience. Um, and he was briefing them and he said after the meeting, he was he said to me, like, I was so excited because you were nodding at the parts that I was like a little nervous about. And so it felt so good to have my manager, you know, looking to me for, you know, making sure his information was correct or making sure he was speaking to things correctly. Um, I don't think I recognized that until you were just talking about it, that that was his way of kind of affirming that we are in this together. Um, and yeah, I actually really appreciate that coming from a manager. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like that you highlighted cool. that for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whenever they ask or whenever my manager asks, I'm like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's actually really cool. Um, so kind of in closing, because I feel like we've talked about so many good things, I would just ask, so a lot of people new to the workforce and, um, you know, recent graduates, I feel like it can be very difficult to speak up to a boss or even, you know, disagree with your boss. And I know, like I said, I feel like I'm just now kind of getting the courage to do that. Um, So do you have any recommendations for new employees and, you know, those new to the job force to expressing their views and maybe pushing back um, and not necessarily in a negative way, but just giving opposing feedback or, you know, opposing information to someone senior to them? Yeah, um, I would say that I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Um, I'm sort of just hitting my stride 10 years in. Um, but I think that you should approach it confidently. Um, I think you should stick up for yourself um, if you need to, and I think that you should be really honest. But I think that you should always have in mind that you how would you receive feedback like that? And if it's very harsh, tweak it a little bit. Um, because I just think um, feedback doesn't have to be a terrible thing. Uh-huh. And if uh, you get more comfortable with it early on, it's gonna be really beneficial in the long run. Um, so just do it. <laughs> it's like ripping off a band-aid <laughs> and then you'll get better at it. Yeah, no, that's, that's good advice. And I think it's easier said than done, but I think if you start out your career that way, or if you start out with a manager that way, you know, showing that you're not afraid to speak up for yourself or to give your ideas um, and that you do see value in your opinion, 
I think if you start out that way, it sets a really good precedent for the rest of your, you know, the time you're with that manager or with that company or, you know, in that role, um, whatever it may be. I think that's a good way to set the tone and show your management that you're willing to speak up for yourself. So again, that's easier said than done because right. we, we both are just figuring that out too. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you that sticking up for yourself and just ripping off the band-aids the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who does it now, especially right out of college, they're going to lap us in about, a, in about <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, okay, well, that is all I have. That was a great conversation. I feel like you gave some really, really valuable advice to um, recent graduates and those looking to graduate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This episode of Penn State Conversations was presented by the Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The Alumni Society Board aims to help elevate the stature of the Belisario College through dialogue with faculty, students, the dean, and associate deans. The Young Alumni Council also aims to foster a strong connection between young alumni and the college to inspire lifelong support and involvement. For more information or to learn how you can get involved, please visit belisario.psu.edu slash alumni.